Hey, Sprinters, welcome to The Sprints with Carl and Jamie, where we will give you a sprint of life and fun. Food, fashion, travel, whatever comes to our minds. Let's get into it. Welcome back, Spritzers. So we are back with Paul Eskenazi. He is the location manager for the hit TV show, Succession. Yay, Paul. All right. Wow. That was a great intro, by the way. Thank you. I I'm like, this. who's Paul? He sounds <laughs> cool. <laughs> and I have to give a shout out. Paul and I have a mutual buddy, Corey Hopkins. The best. Oh, the wow. best in the biz. Formerly in the movie biz, currently in the legal biz. Yeah, she left a great job in TV to become a lawyer. Right, so Corey is a boss and basically responsible for unleashing the Kraken, a.k.a. me, in like film (laughs) world in New York. No, Corey is a special one. Yeah, she is. And she was like, you need to beat Paul. We met, and here we are on the podcast with my new bestie, Paul. I know. Yeah, Paul. That's right. So, Carl, what's our Amuse Boost today? So, our Amuse Boost today are just a classic frozen margarita. Shout out to Mad Dog and Beans, Mexican Catina, located on East 38th Street. What is it? It's so good. Just a frozen margarita. It's like candy. I know. Well, it's so hot up here in New York. This has been the worst week I've, <laughs> I can remember. And every day, the humidity is like... Inhumane. It is. Well, let's try our margarita and see what we think. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. (laughs) Refreshing. Refreshing. It's a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Paul, welcome. We are so glad to have you here. And now that succession is over, what are you doing? Are you off, like, gallivanting around? <laughs> are you making coffees at Starbucks? What's going on? <laughs> it's actually Duncan. Ah. <laughs> no, it's neither. Well, I don't know if you are aware, but there's a writer's strike. That's right. In my industry, like, a, a big, big strike, and it's been over 50-some-odd days. The industry, as I knew it, is essentially at a bit of a standstill right now. It's an unusual time, you know? Wow. Even in the COVID era, even in lockdown, we were still kind of working through it remotely. We would have Zoom meetings to start discussing what we anticipate work will look like when we return. And we were getting paid for those, of course. But now the picketers kind of nailed every single show. So anything that was shooting... Mm-hmm. Is not shooting anymore. And anything that was gearing up to shoot is kind of on hold until we can resolve this. The Screen Actors Guild, SAG, they are close to either making a deal or striking also. If they strike also, then it's going to get crazy. So there's going to be like no TV. Eventually, you know, like all these, they like stockpile shows from either international shows or all the shows that they made and spent hundreds of millions of dollars on and then decided it was terrible and threw it in a closet somewhere. They're pulling those out of storage now, you know, like dusting them off, getting them ready in case this strike goes on longer. But I digress. To answer your question of what I'm doing, (laughs) I'm not working. Well, I should say I'm not getting paid right now, but I'm kind of just like, making moves and uh, trying to use this time to figure out how I can take it to the next level. 
professionally. Cool. And furthermore, I will also say Succession, I only finished working on the show end of April, May. And it's like a really strenuous, taxing show. So to be honest, I'm I'm not mad at the <laughs> lack of work right Forced now. vacation. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I can I'm see good. a silver lining here. Yeah, like I'll take it. But uh, yeah, so gallivanting awesome. every night, all day and night. No, I'm kidding. Awesome. Sort of, almost. Well, Paul, you, you're such an amazing soul. I can feel it already just after meeting you oh, downstairs. Thank you. Um, thank you. I know. Thank you. Yeah, he's like, I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm, no, I knew uh, you guys would love each other. Yeah, and no, Corey knew we would love each other. So this him. is all a circle. You had me at chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about yourself. Like, where are you from? Mm. Who are you? Oh, my God. That's... Where, where'd you come from? Oh, wait, that, wait. I can't answer that question. I don't Can know I jump who I in am? right here? Yeah. Are you ready for this? He's from Brooklyn. Of co- I mean, I can feel it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just want to hear it. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> I am from Brooklyn, Sheepside Bay, Manhattan Beach. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely who I am. I mean, yeah. I feel I feel anyone who was born and raised in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. no matter what part, even if it's like the new cool hipster parts like Williamsburg and right. Bushwick, even them too. You're from Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn. Yeah. BK right. all day. Exactly. Unless you're from Brooklyn Heights, because then you're like, no, you're, yeah, you're not from Brooklyn. You're like from the city, basically. <laughs> right. I still definitely go home, pay visits. Mm-hmm. Rollin' Roaster. Yeah. Shout out. Have you ever had Rollin' Roaster? No. Oh my God, it's the best. No, I heard. Rollin' Roaster is like the OG fast food Brooklyn spot. Yeah. They're famous for like roast beef sandwiches with cheese. It's kind of like a cat's deli. Okay, let's stop for a minute. Why has that not been an amused bouche on here? You're from Brooklyn, Carl. (laughs) Well, because I don't eat meat. Well, you can eat the cheese. You can bring me the meat. (laughs) They have corn fritters also. (laughs) So, Paul, I want to know, what does a location manager do? Mm. Please tell our spritzers what that involves. Okay, so just to break it down, Cliff's Notes version, streamlined, I'm hired. I'm working on a show. They give me the script. I break down the script by location. Mm-hmm. I hire a team of scouts. And you had three. I had three. How do you know that? Research. God, wow. <laughs> by the way, good job. I read your interview with interview. Ah, Boom. Thank you. Yeah. I had three scouts. So I would say, okay, we're working. We're scouting on episode one of Succession. Jamie, you are going to be looking for the Kendall penthouse, new penthouse. Carl, you're going to be looking for the fancy date restaurant where Kendall and his ex-wife go for dinner. Scripted as Le Cuckoo, but we're not going to go there because we have already shot at Le Cuckoo season one when Kendall and his ex-wife had dinner there. So that's the vibe, or a vibe like that would work, but that's what we're going for. And then I would say, Max, you're looking for... The hospital room where, you know, someone, <laughs> I don't know, like just four walls, you know, anything. And right. machinery. We can bring in the, the equipment. Don't worry. It's all set dressing, right? Anything that has glass and view. So from there, I will also basically just get a little micromanagey and just like tell you guys like, <laughs> oh, call this and call that. And I spoke to them already. Yeah, you have an appointment at four o'clock tomorrow. You know, like I just I like, can't help myself. Uh-huh. Then we present the photos to the director, 
and the showrunner and the production designer and director of photography. They'll pick their favorites from photos. We'll all jump in a van together and go scout their favorite options, look at it in person, you know, make sure it looks as good in real life as it does on an iPad screen. Mm-hmm. And if they like it in person, they'll say, book it. It's a go. It's a buy. We want it. We need it. We have to have it. Then I go to make a deal with the person who owns the location. They tell me, of course, it's like never available and it is five times as expensive as they told me it was going to be in the first place. (laughs) Then I tell my people and then my people say, we have to have it. We cannot shoot this show if we don't have that location. (laughs) So yeah, make it happen, Paul. I'm like, yeah, they said no. They're like, yeah, we're going to shoot there. So just let us know when we can shoot there. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Uh, no. This is no. like your life, Carl. Yeah, just with gowns. <laughs> By the way, same shit, right? It's the same, same shit. thing. So I want to ask you, if there's a yacht that you have to film mm-hmm. on, oh. are you sending your scouts out, Paul? Are you checking no, out the yacht? And I, you're like, I need to be here for a day listen, to make sure it has the vibe. I, Don't want them to bear the brunt of like, you know, it's a very high pressure location. If it goes south, I don't want them to take the hit. So I volunteer as tribute to scout the mega yacht in Croatia. No, I wasn't on that season. But um, yeah, like I scout with the director's team all the time. That's really my day to day on an episodic television show like Succession because you're prepping one episode while you're shooting another. So after we get all the locations for episode one and we start shooting episode one on Monday, Monday is also the first day of prep on episode two. Mm. So you have one episode shooting and then the next director comes in and we start scouting. So my services are best (laughs) suited for, I have a a team of assistant location managers and location assistants and everyone that they run set. And my job is really to get everything set up for the future and make that airtight. But I'm sorry you don't have much energy to do all that. I have no energy. I am tired. I'm lazy. (laughs) And I have nothing to say ever about anything. Uh, So... I was reading your interview with Interview, and you said that you love to deliver the impossible. Yeah. What has been one of the most possible, impossible moments while being employed with Succession or Ooh. being the managing director of Succession? Ooh. The location manager. The location oh, manager. I, I like managing directors. That sounds <laughs> I mean, like finance. Terms and that for sounds you. like I make a lot more money than I do. <laughs> yeah. So I will take a managing director. No. So we'll do that. What, what has been the impossible? Okay, I, can, I can't really tell you. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys. It's the same. That's like possible mic, and yeah. impossible. But I'm going to tell everyone, like, the gist. See, this is what we live with because, like, Carl has to tell me stuff off the mic, like parties he went to this past weekend that we can't talk about. Uh, but anyway, like, go like ahead. Like the one we just spoke about dressed. before. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. That's so one. go ahead. Even though, like, you can tell people. It's like, that's cool. Now, all right. I was able to secure a location that was a residence, a private residence of a public figure who has a lot of, Like a lot of money. Hillary and Bill Clinton? (laughs) Like a lot more money than them. And it wasn't in New York State. It was in another state. Mm. A state like I know like next to nothing about. But the property was a reference provided by the director of the episode. And 
he was saying to me, hey, if you don't mind, like see if, what you can come up with, something like this would be perfect. Don't bother with this because you can't get it. Nobody can get it. It's not real. It's not on the market. You know who the owner is, so like don't bother. But something like that would be great. And these are the things about the house that I like. So look for those elements to which I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm getting that house because when you tell me, I don't know, I wasn't always this way. My whole life, I was actually like rule follower and good student and like everything for a while. But like now, I don't know. It's like when you tell me not to do something, I got to do it. Of course. <laughs> so how did you get in contact with these people? Did you uh, knock on their door? Did they have like dogs chasing? No, I couldn't knock on their door because they were on the other side of the country, you know, like, and I was here. And so like, Harry I mean, and Megan, this country. Uh, yeah, by the way, security came over and like beat the crap out of you. You're in the ballpark. I'll, I'll tell you that. Are you uh, there's, it wasn't not Harry and Megan or their house or anything like that. But uh, yeah, the neighborhood, you're pretty on the money. But oh. how did okay, I get so in touch Ellen with the person? Ellen and Portia were like, hey, no, I'm just kidding. Good one. <laughs> no. no, Ellen would definitely like F me up on site. <laughs> I, I would not go there with Ellen. I'm scared. But no, I was able to make contact the way I often make contact with these ungettable people or locations. And I always just start with LinkedIn. <laughs> Facebook, no. I just sit down and I'm like, who, first of all, mind you, I had not even necessarily heard of the person initially when I first saw the article. I'm like, oh, who's that guy? And Or girl, you know, or person. Non-gender. Yeah. Who is this? Being. Being. I'm like, because I've never heard of this being ever. And now I'm embarrassed to say that, but I can admit it because I'm with friends, right? But I just sit down and whenever I, it's a location, it's it's something, anything that is like my personal mission of the day, I just start by thinking, okay, where's the connection? Because in my delusional, crazy mind <laughs> world of reality that isn't real reality, I can make a connection yeah. to anything and anyone, anything. That's what Carl and I do. That's, That's what the what spritz is about. There you go. That's right. And so I just sit down and I just I'm like, okay, like where should we start? Okay, where does this person work, live? Who do I know here? Who do I know there? And I can always, sometimes it takes me longer than I'd like, but with this situation, I immediately, I knew the first person I would reach out to, and it was my cousin, because my cousin worked for a company that there was a person in common. And my cousin was like a very early employee at the company, like notable, not my, you know, but so like. Okay, so we're now talking about Zuckerberg or no, the Google people. No, it's Cardi B. It's it, Cardi B. I cannot confirm or deny Cardi B. No. <laughs> No, I I, w- I wish it was Cardi B. I love Cardi. You love WAP? <laughs> I love WAP. I love... Um, the song, anyway. Yes, of course. Correct. The song is stellar. You know. You know, I'm not mad at WAP, WAP, but just not really for me. No, but... Uh, by the way, while I was working on this big fish, so to speak, I was simultaneously, like, lining up other pretty good viable options to the extent that like one of them was like, yeah, we love it. We'll do it. Let's shoot at this place, Paul. And I'm like, okay, but like I'm still working on other stuff. And they're like, yeah, where are we at with like that big fish? 
And I'm like, well, I have made progress, guys. I said, I spoke to my cousin. My cousin knows the being. And (laughs) he said he would send him my request. And he did. He sent him my letter and he has my letter. And they're like, what did he say? I'm like, I don't know. He hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't gotten back to me. They're like, "Mm mm-hmm. What'd you say, Paul? Your cousin? Yeah, he knows him. I'm like, yeah, my cousin was employee number 19 at something. And they're like, mm-hmm, sure. I'm like, I'm not lying. Every, like, what, you think I'm lying? I'm a bad liar. So, like, you'd know if I was lying. Anyways, long story short, got the email a few days later from this being, or beings, plural, and I almost crashed my car when I saw the name pop up because, like, I'm not on an email with anyone, and my cousin, understandably, I was like, G- give me the email, give me the email. I got I to gotta reach out. He's like, I will reach out. You can send me the letter, Paul. Like, I will forward it. Calm down. And I'm like, okay. And yeah, the gap was bridged and the loop was closed. And I was shell-shocked because it was like, hi, Paul and cousin David. Yep, you're right, Paul. Sick stalker. That's my property that you're talking about. And uh, yeah, love the show. Go for it. Have fun. See you later. Figure it out. I'll put you in touch with someone, and they'll put you in touch with someone else, and the rest is history. And still to this day, I'm like, what? Is he on your holiday card list? (laughs) Of course. Mm. So I want to ask you, so Will Ferrell was the producer of Succession. Mm -hmm. Did you get to hang out with Will? No. um, So Will is absolutely a producer on the show and has been from day zero, but he was never really— that involved. He's the guy that gives the money. No. That's all producers do. Well, by the way, it's so funny, guys, because can I tell you a secret? Sure. I love secrets. I, like, didn't really understand, like, what producers do. Yeah, they just give money. No, that's what I thought, too. I didn't understand until, like, five minutes ago (laughs) when the strike started, and I was not being a location manager. I was just kind of like, all right, let me, like, Dive back into this and really get a better understanding of my industry. Because, by the way, I want to produce. Mm -hmm. I will produce. I already do produce. I just don't get the credit or money for it. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean exactly? So a producer, a real producer, is giving birth to Mm. this baby. So what did Will Ferrell do? Will Ferrell was partnered with Adam McKay, and Adam McKay directed the pilot for Succession. Ah. And in my industry, if you direct a pilot for episodic television and the pilot goes to series and it gets picked up and the show goes on, if you directed the pilot, you get a royalty on the show. That's like a thing. And my theory, I, I don't know this, but this is what I imagine to be the case, is that Adam McKay was a big-time hot shit film director at the time that Succession was being put together and conceived and produced by its producers. And I believe that HBO and or Jesse Armstrong, creator, showrunner, they were like, hey, Adam, we love you to direct this pilot. We think it's great. We think it's amazing. He's coming off the big short. He won an Oscar for screenplay for the big short. Big short was a big hit. He's he's done it all. He's legit, like big time, director, producer, everything, magnet. And he, maybe his people or him, is like, 
I'd love to do it. I think it's epic. I think the writing is killer. And I'll do it. And like, I'm a producer. I'm going to produce this fucking show. So Will Ferrell <laughs> is his partner. So he didn't do anything. He is just... Half so owner of the company. Do. That's what you want to do. That's Stop. like the ideal job. <laughs> that's not what I want to do. By the way, I would. I'd be happy to do that. To do sometimes so Will nothing. Will really did just give money in his name because that gives they legitimacy. Didn't, they didn't give money. Why do they have to give money? What do they need to give money for? They just need to like cash the checks. No, but like, listen, there are many projects that Will produced that I bet you. Adam McKay had nothing to do with, and it was all Will producing and Will starring and, and writing or whatever. That's just the way it is when you have a producing partner and you're both forces in your own right and you both have separate tracks but that sometimes he intersect. He had no involvement with the show, admittedly, and he was fine with that because, like, you know, I mean, I feel like— m- 50% of viewers probably are not even aware that Will he's Ferrell still getting the credit. And he does get the credit. But, like, Google Will Ferrell succession and see what he says about succession. It's nothing because he's just not involved. So I have another question for you. Anything. Except for who's the guy, girl, the guy. being. being. So which character in succession do you identify the most with? Oh, good one. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, Probably. <laughs> no pressure. I think Logan, just because he's such an like angry old bastard like that. I think that's kind of. Not Roman? You you strike me as a Roman. Re- By the way, I'll take it. I like it. I'll take it. Although Kieran looked great in that. He is like kind of the best, right? Yeah. So Corey told me you have been holding out on me and that you are like a member in all these exclusive clubs in New York. I, How? well, I am a member in some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when are we going there? Well, let's go right when we hang up the f- microphone. Ten more minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, anytime. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Really, there's something for everyone at every spot. I would... I didn't th- ask you about everyone. No, but I mean... I want to know what's your... Everyone what's your? as me. Like, me as everyone, right? <laughs> I would go to each spot for a specific lane, right? Gotcha. So where would you take me and Carl? I think we'd go to, like, Soho House, Zero Bond. Because, like, we're not going to go to Casa Cipriani now because we have to be, like, decked out, My like, to the nines. My friend DJ's you know? here on Saturday, yeah. Errol. Yeah. You know Errol? I don't know Errol. No, he's cool. Shout out to Errol. Errol. Yeah. But what I would say is that, like, I'm at Zero Bond far more than I am at Casa Cipriani, which I love equally as much. But I am not really at either, like, ever, right? Typically, when I'm working, of course, I'm busy. But Casa Cipriani is a little bit—it's it's beautiful. It's far. It's downtown. It's uh, by the Governor's Island Ferry Terminal. It's a stunning, gorgeous— It's beautiful. —on the water. It's like, I've never seen anything like it in the city. The design, it's beautiful. Zero Bond is, like— Downtown. Pretty much the cool. It's downtown. It's Bond Street. It's cool. It's vibey. Across it's the street from it's El Buco. You know, across the street from El Buco. They just opened the new restaurant in the Mercer Sardiano Steakhouse, yeah. which is like epic. And look, both of them are arguably the two hottest in the game right now, yeah. for varying reasons. And both have no shortage of notable A plus 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 list clientele. That's like in all the. Blogs in page six all the time. Like Carl. Like Carl. I think that's where 
that's where I recognized you from. I saw that page Wait six. A, have I been a page? I don't know. You've been everywhere, Carl. Probably. Are all those other? I was in the background <laughs> of a TikTok for a last fashion show that I was in. Oh, really? And Which my daughter one? found it on TikTok, and so I was like sending it to all my friends. I was like, "There we are." Wow, you're <laughs> you're the coolest mom, honestly. She's for, a cool mom. Yeah. Well, tell my children that. They, by the way, if your daughter's finding you on a TikTok of a fashion show, I think cool. she knows. She's not gonna admit. <laughs> she's not gonna tell you, but she knows what's up. She knows what time <laughs> knows it is. You she hear knows. that when? So, Paul. Yes. You were saying how you would love to be a producer. I am a producer. But you yes. are a producer. I'm with you, and yes, but, I would love to be. A yeah. Producer. After Succession, yes. not being a, a managing director. Thank you. Producer. What show would you love to produce? What genre? What kind? Like, tell me. For me, listen, I... Reality? Not reality. (laughs) I've worked in reality, and I love reality. I mean, I watch reality reality all the time. Well, it's reality, Mm -hmm. which I think is better than reality, right? But I tend to gravitate towards projects that are set in New York City. I do, I have to say. And any genre, any time period, any era, I was just talking on the phone to my TD Bank, wonderful, lovely friend when I was locked out of my account, whatever, long story. But um, (laughs) we were just talking about, I don't know how we got into this conversation, but I left her. Oh, sorry. Boomerang. Boomerang. Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. God. Like classic New York Late 80s, 80s. rom-com. Oh, and what's a Grace Jones? It's like, I, it's a slightly before my time, but like I've obviously like Wikipedia and whatnot. So I'm up to speed, but that is a great, it was Chris Rock was the male, all these A-listers and like it was New York and it was just clearly a, a moment, right? I felt right. Like it was such a Halle Berry. It was right. All these heavy hitters that Maybe weren't necessarily yeah, heavy hitters at the then. time, but it was a crazy movie. And I'm recognizing all the locations. They're in World Financial Center, downtown Battery Park, and they're on Park Avenue. I just get very excited. By I would it. do Ghostbusters. They were just shooting last month here in New York, the new one. What about Coming to America? Because that's been on our podcast Listen, before. I love Coming to America. <laughs> but like, exactly. it's like a classic. But like for me, Boomerang is top. And by the way, Boomerang, Solid rom-com. Technically, like, not a great movie. Technically, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, it's my type of movie. Like, that's, like, right up my alley. Because you're from New York and not feel New York. No, it's also separate from New York. Throwback Hollywood movies, Mm -hmm. like a star-driven vehicle. They, like, don't really make them like that anymore. Although they Ocean's Eleven. Like Ocean's Eleven, but that's a little bit gimmicky because it was like super star-driven vehicle with all of the stars. I mean, more like, I don't know. Boomerang is a good example. Mm -hmm. Conspiracy Theory. I've never even seen that movie, but box office freak fanatic. It was number one, 1997. Julie Roberts, Mel Gibson, leading man, leading woman, A-lister, A-lister, put them together, throw them in a thriller. Doesn't matter what it's about. Good marketing campaign. It will be a hit. And it was. Air Force One, Harrison Ford, President, Airplane, Get Off My Plane, Punch. You know, that's the money shot in the trip. Like, like these are— But there's not a lot of location with that. There's one. It's the plane. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, by the way, location management, I 
think I'm, I know I'm good at it. I, I do it and like I can deliver and I love it. It's fun. It's really fun. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. So I don't even quite know what I'm trying to do, but it's a little bit of everything. So I want to ask I you, do it. you yeah. do anything with costuming? Because I know Carl knows some people that can hook you up with some fabulous gowns. I will yeah. take gown. I have to wear a gown. Well, Billy no. Porter did and rocked it. I know, but I don't think I look good in a gown. <laughs> what custom for I meant for the show. You, if, 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 if it's custom, I'll wear any. Okay? You didn't say, is it couture? It's couture. Okay, I'll wear the gown. No. So on that note, <laughs> we always do a runway takeaway. What is your key piece? Ooh, good one. Something that is essential mm-hmm. in your wardrobe. I already have it. That is a... <laughs> I'm sure you already got it. it. Yeah. What is it? It's technically two things. Okay. But it's the same thing. I just have a long sleeve version and a short sleeve version, and it is Black Prada t-shirt. That's it. That's my trademark. This is not it. So I want to ask you, you know, Carl asked you your runway takeaway, and we have your Black Prada, but I want to ask you, after being on Succession, you Uh have product placement, and we just went to Italy, Yes. and my husband was buying all the hats from- La Piana. La Piana, Uh and wanted a jacket, but my husband's like built like an American and not like an Italian, (laughs) special order that. I know that life. Yeah. I know about that life. So my question is this, what- fashion takeaway did you have from Succession? Oh, okay. Well, that, first of all, let me say, great question because I want to answer and say that I identify with Kendall fashionly. Come on. Kendall has like the most epic style and fun fact that like we all know that's all Jeremy Strong because he is not willing to do anything in terms of fashion and costume design Mm -hmm. that he's not down with. And he's very involved and collaborative. And his input in what he wears on that show, it's a very real thing. And I need that Tom Ford jacket. Mm. I need it. Carl, you know some people? I think it's done, Tom though. Ford just sold his company. I know. He's sitting pretty, Billy. Uh, Billy. Yeah, yeah, 2.1. Yeah, and he got that house. So the Tom Ford jacket. So there you oh, had it, Spritzers. So, Paul, I'm so glad you came in. I can't yeah. wait. Thank for you so much. This is amazing. I, th- I feel like we need a part two. Oh, we are. We're going to have a part two right now when we what? go to the private club. What did I hear? You are invited. You were asking me to be the... Third co-host and permanent shit. Guys, I couldn't. I don't want to take the thunder away. No, I'm kidding. We'd love to have No, seriously, thank you so much. And Jimmy, we need to like toast to Corey Hopkins because without her, none of this would ever happen, right? right? We're drinking to you right now, Corey. Yeah, Corey. Where are you, Corey? And we're out of here. Thank you so much for joining us today for the Spritz with Carl and Jamie, a production of Hanger Studios. You can follow us on Instagram at The Spritz Pod, on Facebook at The Spritz, and you can find this amazing Spritzy Ritzy podcast on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you may find your podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us. Thank you, guys.